Hello, and welcome back to uh, Moke's Audio Logs. Today, I am with... Hi, I'm Lassia. Lassia, who are you? I forgot that you asked this question. <laughs> um, I am a first-year student at the University of Virginia. I am from Princeton, New Jersey, but I was born in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to read. I like to make my own clothes. You like to make your own clothes? Yeah. Um, do, I, you know how to, do you know how to crochet or I knit? I know how to crochet. I know how to knit. I know how to sew. Um, over the summer, I made, like, I think 10 maxi skirts. Are you serious? Damn. Yeah, I love so like, So, like, you're, like, good at it. <laughs> I do it a lot. You would think that I'm good at it by now. Mm-hmm. I'm not bad, that's for sure. I've made a lot of improvement. The first skirt I made completely fell apart because the seam just undid, and then hmm. it fell apart. But now, the clothes that I make actually are functional, so that is helpful. Wait, so do you use, like, big yarn, or do you use, like, thin? Like, how how, how um, detailed are your okay. stitches? So, I... Or knits. Okay, so when I... So I'm actually not good at knitting. I've knit one scarf, but it was mm-hmm. really bad. So then I was like, never again. Actually, no. I knit two scarves and they were both bad. So then I was like, never again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I crochet a lot. And the things, sorry, I just burped. That's amazing. <laughs> On the things that I knit, or not knit, the things that I crochet, mm-hmm. I like I like making scarves mm-hmm. predominantly. I've made like a couple of hats. Mm-hmm. I'm making. Do you know what a bolero is? A bolero. Okay, so there's basically they're basically those sweaters that are only sleeves. So there's like no okay, body, yeah, but yeah, they're yeah. only sleeves. So I'm making one of those for myself right now. Okay, that's cool. Um, but I have an account called Lemon Flavored, and it's the things that I read and the things that I make. And ah. it's very sly. Wait, so you're a big reader? Is I'm what a I'm very hearing? big reader. I read 69 books in 2022. Are you serious? Holy shit! Yeah. Damn. Mm-hmm. Wait, so what what t- what type of reading do you do? I I read a lot of a lot. I am I sound really pretentious when I talk about the books I read because I like a lot of essay collections and okay. short story collections. Oh, so uh, you know a guy by the name of Albert Camus? I do know a guy by the you name do? of Albert Camus. You do? Yes, I do. That's his book right there. I know. Wait, 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 do you guys know Do you guys know a guy named uh, Richard Dawkins? I've heard of the name, but I haven't read anything by Richard Dawkins. You should read some Richard I Dawkins. Should. Those are those are my two favorite. Or also. Um, one that I want to read, but I don't think I'm ever going to, because like you can get the some 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 essays. Correct mm-hmm. me if I'm wrong. How do you feel about this statement? Some essays you can get the gist and the actual meaning of what the author is trying to convey if you just read what it's about, like a, like a summary or yeah. something oh, like that. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I like reading essays because I like reading how people write, and I. Okay, I guess the best way I can put it is I... Okay, so basically my favorite things to read are essay collections and short stories and books that I like to say that are about nothing because I mm-hmm. just like reading good writing. I don't care if there's a plot. I just want to see someone excel at what they do. So mm. that's like the essays that I read, I love Joan Didion. I love Eve Babbitt. They were really big cultural journalists in the 1970s and mm-hmm. like the early... Actually, not really the early 60s. It was like... The, they were big counterculture journalists, so okay, all of their cool. essays were basically about like the counterculture movement and just like the the culture of the time in general. And like sometimes a lot of their essays are just like quite literally about like what they did that day. But mm. the reason why I like reading them is just because they're so good at writing about nothing and they're so good at like taking something tiny and just magnifying it into something massive. And I think that that just takes a lot of talent, huh. basically just to like write about nothing i don't know i just think that's really so impressive. so do you whatever you read are you reading about like how they um like are you reading the actual content or are you reading the words and the the art are you are you reading the content or are you reading the words i think definitely both like 
so okay so the book i'm reading right now is called my brilliant friend by elena bronte and Mm -hmm. it's like considered one of the best descriptions of womanhood in contemporary popular literature at least because like this book a while not like a while ago but like a couple of years ago like everyone and their mother was reading really okay. Elena Fronte hmm. because she's just really good at talking about like the cynical parts of being a woman mm-hmm. and a not necessarily cynical way but in a really like I guess authentic way mm-hmm. um so I'm reading that right now and it's very plot driven but I guess the best way I can put it is it's more character driven than it is plot driven okay. it doesn't feel like things are happening to the characters it feels like the characters are making things happen themselves and it feels like the things that mm. are happening are being observed. And I think that that just mm. takes a lot of talent to capture because I think that as an author, it's really easy to be like, okay, so this is happening and then this is happening and then this is their response to it. But I feel like it takes a lot more talent and a lot more effort to show that this is the mindset behind someone who is doing something and this is the ramifications of their actions and this is how they feel about that. Mm. And I feel like books that I read that are more character driven, that I appreciate, the writing behind books that I think are well done, character drawn novels are that like they just they actually show thinking that was a huh. really bad way of putting it but no, like, no no no. i think i think yeah. i understand like yeah. whenever you whenever you see like a good piece of writing you can clearly see what the author was thinking as they were writing and doing the character yeah like i appreciate really intentional writing okay yeah. all right fair so mm-hmm. are you do you, do you read like um or wait hold on hold on mm-hmm. so i um i'm not a huge reader mm-hmm. um i'll probably read like honestly like half a book and then i get the message that was me before 2022 like i used to read a lot as a kid but then in high school i barely read anything yeah and then i kind of just fell out of it but then the beginning of 2022 i was like i my new year's resolution was i need to read more books Mm. so then i just read more books. oh you did it okay and i did it oh that's good yeah my new year's resolution was to be more kind oh because sometimes i'm i I throw offhanded comments that are mean sometimes i do as well my friends lovingly call me a cunt so yeah (laughs) that's nice wait wait, so hold on so i have a couple books here i want i want to go i want to go through them real quick please do so first we have hyperbole and a half by ali brosh have you ever i have not read it so that's that's um there's a there's a like like a 20 like 10 meme about Mm -hmm. like let's clean all the things yeah it's like it's like it's like a a very bad drawing but like that's where that drawing came from that book it's basically just that's like a childhood favorite book yeah um we've subtract did you have re- to read that for school? Yeah, that was the engineering book. Oh, so we actually talked about that at Block Party. Do you remember that? We did? Yeah. It's crazy that, like, because whenever I, t- I, me and Ali think about this all the time. Like, the fact that me and Sabrina met Dan before Ali met Dan. Really? Yeah. Like, because it was at Block Party. It was oh, me, give, you, give, give and Give reference Wyatt. to everything that's going oh, on. Oh, my God. Wait. Oh, my God. I forgot. Oh, yeah. I have to explain, like, all of these things. I forgot about that. So, so uh, here's Dan is yes. a Daniel Hins, has been talked about on this podcast before. Yeah. He's a guy who lives in my hall. Cool guy. He's, like, an enigma. I don't even know. Yeah, he, Dan's he's, not a real person. Yeah, no. <laughs> he's just, like, a, I don't know. I love Dan, but, like, he's not real. So, okay, yeah. So, there's Dan Hins. Mm-hmm. Then there's Wyatt Dayhoff. He was on the podcast earlier, mm-hmm. right? He, I know him because of Jeff Society, but mm-hmm. I also know him because I met. What is Jeff Society? Oh, yes, wonderful, wonderful question. Je- the Jefferson Literary Debating Society. See, I was gonna rattle off a hall fact, but I actually don't remember that one, and I almost failed because I stuttered when I recited that. You, you were saying so many things without context. Okay, oh so Jeff- God, Jeff- sorry, Jefferson, Jefferson Society. Society. Okay, the Jefferson, the Jefferson Society, Society is a literary is and debating society at UVA. It is the uh, oldest uh, literary. Pretentious. Uh, real. <laughs> it is the oldest literary and debating society in North America. Um, oh yeah whoa. Mm-hmm. whoa yeah no i definitely didn't try to get in and they denied me but um, <laughs> it's okay know. try again next semester no 
Valid. It's no. like a very intense, like, sub- probationary semester. Okay, so um, let, me, <laughs> no, 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 no. let me finish explaining. So basically, the Jeff, Jeff Society is the Jefferson Society, and you basically have to interview to get in, and then if you get in, you have to do a lot of requirements, and then you have to do this thing called a probationary, probationary presentation. That can either be a speech, or it can be a literary presentation or it can be like a debate i think mm-hmm. only a handful of people did debates a lot of people did literary presentations i did a literary presentation and the literary presentation is kind of what it sounds like you quite literally just read something that you wrote mm-hmm. and so for all of the probationary presentations you have to do the presentation then you have to answer questions and then you have to receive a criticism and then there are some things called f- fatal flaws so if you mess up on like reciting a hall fact so hall facts are basically facts about Jefferson society that you have to memorize if you mess up a hall fact that can be considered a fatal flaw i stuttered when i said my hall fact um oh. so they tried or two guys tried to fail me because of it but then like a lot of people were like there's no reason why you should fail this girl like she just stuttered <laughs> like yeah. it's fine it's not that deep Damn. so that's the context of that then yeah, there's so the, Dan the context is, is their intense um it's an intense debating society yeah um little uh, they seem a, a little circle jerkish, jerkish to me. Yeah, I think that's about. I think that like, because I don't really go to meetings anymore. If I'm gonna be honest, like I was a really bad probationary member. I kind of just like did the minimum. I did the minimum, mm. and I w- did like a lot of wild cards, which are basically like if you do a wild card, then you just don't have to do like some other things. So I mm-hmm. tried to max out on wild cards, but basically it's like it's definitely a lot of people who like to hear themselves talk. Yeah, which I think is like. Like, I get it. I like hearing myself talk sometimes, yeah. too. You know what I mean? Like, that's why I'm on a fucking podcast. But it's like, <laughs> I think that I'm someone who really firmly believes that the purpose of debate and the purpose of conversation is to hear other people and hear other perspectives. And I think mm. that that is completely negated by people who just only want to hear themselves because I yeah. just think that's not that's do you think, stupid. Do you think other people actually want to hear other people? I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, not, I'm not doubting your ge- mm. uh, genuinity, genuineness, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever the right word is, but... Do you think actually people actually want to hear other people's opinions? I can't speak for other people because I don't really know. Um, well, make an assumption. Make an so. assumption. I think no, because I think that especially our generation, we are all very self-absorbed, yeah. just because of the environment that we were raised in. I think a lot of us are very sheltered. Mm. I think a lot of us, especially growing up with social media, mm-hmm. a lot of us kind of assume that any thought we have is valuable, er, valuable and like valued enough to be heard you know so, what, I mean? so what, what i'm hearing is you don't like whenever girls post on their instagram stories little little tidbits of random information no because i you don't well it's like okay so i girls don't really do that anymore i our have age, a but. really strong opinion well it's basically so i did politi- something people don't know about me is i've been working since i was 14 i every single year of high school i did some type of political internship i interned for the senate i interned for the new jersey senate i interned well, I did a fellowship that was like involved, like it was like half-ish sponsored by like the White House Office of Public Affairs. That's dope. So I like did a lot of political stuff in high school. Damn. So I'm like pretty well versed when it comes to talking about all levels of politics. Not like I don't want to like give myself a lot of credit. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say I'm like the best <laughs> at this, but I'm like yeah. I know enough about it to talk about it well enough is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to say. Um, but basically, I think that there gets to a point with a lot of modern political discourse where people are again like we we're just talking about only p- talking to hear themselves talk and i think mm-hmm. it's a lot of virtuous a virtue signal why can't i say this fucking word virtue signaling yeah. and i think that a really good example of that is girls and well boys don't really do it because i think that that's another conversation of how i think that like society conditions <laughs> boys to not care about things um and not care about anything at all but i think that a lot of girls just post things on social media to give themselves like a really false feeling of gratification they're doing something yeah a false feeling of 
purpose. How, how many how many like of those donation uh, Instagram stories do you think people actually donated to? I don't like I like none. Yeah. Yeah. Like I think that it's I think that there's a really big difference between wanting to spread awareness about something and then wanting to show that you know something about anything. You know what I mean? Because you know, I, I, feel I know. Like our, I think that like our generation everyone tries to have an individuality complex and I think mm-hmm. that a lot of people are kind of like What do you mean grasping. by individuality complex? I think that everyone is looking for something to prove that they're special and I think that there's a difference between like wanting to find something that makes you special versus wanting to find something that shows that you're special because the intention mm. is different there you know what I mean where it's yeah. basically like I think it's completely valid for everyone to want to find something that makes them special like everyone yeah. wants to have something that makes them unique everyone wants to have something that they can care about mm-hmm. something that they're passionate about I mean that's about. western society right individualism exactly. but I think that like where it gets tricky is when your motivations for finding that uniqueness or that unique mm-hmm. quality is Inherently that you want to be special. Yeah, it's well not that it's like it's not necessarily that it's like I think that it's a problem when you want to show other people that you're special. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I think that it's really upsetting to see how many people they're like they don't think they have an they don't they don't think they have inherent value. They think their value comes from what other people think of them. Mm. And I think that I don't know, I think that's especially sad for our generation because we've grown up with like social media our whole lives like this mm-hmm. idea that you're always being watched someone is always like paying attention to what you're doing someone is always like taking note of you and i just feel like it's sad to see people like genuinely consumed by that not to say that i'm not like i mm-hmm. i'm <laughs> like i'm a normal teenage girl like yeah. i am on instagram like i have like i'm aware that i'm being perceived but i think mm-hmm. it's really sad when like people's self-worth is defined by what other people think of them. So, Granted, I only unlearned a lot of this because of <laughs> intensive therapy. But. So, so this is actually a great transition and I'm not, I'm not throwing this off, mm-hmm. but so recently I wanted to take mental note of this. I did, um, I don't know what to call it, but basically I just like late last, late, like two nights ago, I just um, started typing. Uh, just like, yes. just like I just basically putting my thoughts on digital paper. Yeah. Um, you were journaling. Yeah. I love yeah. journaling. Except except mine did not make sense. I was just My I was just, I, 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 I was just typing. Yeah. Um it was really nice. It was like just like a flow of consciousness and mm-hmm. uh it, it was it was really really nice, but one of the things that I did, like talked about with myself was where does worth come from? Yeah. And I journaled about that this morning actually. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay, respect. Yeah. Um, so, like, the question is, is first of all, that's really cool and everyone should do it. Um, I, as coming from someone who created this podcast to avoid journaling, mm-hmm. um, try it. it. It was it was, it was, was really fun. Yeah. Um, just, like, go get a piece of paper and write down shit. Yeah. Um, whatever you, whatever's coming to mind. But yeah. the point is, is mm-hmm. that um, when, when determining value or worth... Mm-hmm. Does anything have value in a vacuum? I mean, I think, I think something has to be perceived in order in order for it to have value. I mean, if let's say okay, so the universe is beautiful, fantastic, and wonderful, but if humans were not here to observe it, would it have any real value? Would it would it would it have a function of existing? I mean, if that's a very human centric point of view that the universe exists for us to perceive it and perceive its beauty, mm. but but does beauty even ex- the concept of beauty doesn't exist without uh, comprehension of beauty? Yeah. So, does value exist without having comprehension of like value by other people? So I think mm-hmm. my my judgment was other people have to value you in order to have value. Now, I, your 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 standpoint seems to opposite that. I so argue that, that actually, argue yeah. that. Yeah, I think that my value like okay because. 
I think that everyone's value is inherent. Well, I think that Hmm. it's okay. I think there's a lot of different parts of this, but I think that when it comes down to it, your value as a person is inherent. And I think that like for me specifically, I know I have value because I say I have value. I know I matter because I say I matter. Mm -hmm. And like, I know that I have worth because of all of the different things that have happened to me in my life and all of the lessons I've learned and all the experiences that I've had. So and that's, that's, of that. so I'm, I'm sorry to yeah, no, it, but yeah, yeah. that's, that's, that's like self-confidence of yourself, right? You, you have confidence that you have, you have this value. You, ha- you, you know, you have this value. Mm-hmm. You weren't born that way. Can we agree? Yeah. Cause, mm-hmm. cause most, cause I mean that you can see that like most yeah, people yeah. don't have that self-confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would honestly argue that that self-confidence is given to you by external stimuli. So your, yeah. your jobs, your like intelligence, like a teacher saying, Hey, Lassia, you've done an excellent job on this paper. Which you, I would I, agree with. Okay. Yeah. So basically, okay. That, that gives you self-confidence. Other people's, I mean like. It, it did it, it, until it, I became reliant on it. So I mm-hmm. went to a very competitive high school. I, I went to a crazy, do you know the movie Whiplash? Yeah. It was based on my high school. Wait, you went to... Uh, Princeton High School. Oh, really? No yeah, shit. Yeah, Damien Chazelle went to my high school, yeah. Um, That's cool. Yeah, but basically... Really? Like, Whipl- I thought Whiplash was a... I thought that... The, what is it? Furman? It, the director... Uh, or not the director. The band teacher or whatever mm-hmm. in Whiplash was based on the band teacher at my high school. No shit. I'm not joking. You for real? That's... My I loved Whiplash. That, Whiplash like, is one of my favorite crazy and movies. competitive. Like that... Like really? my Yeah. So basically it's just like... I was like... I did a lot all of high school. I mm-hmm. like... It was, I was talking about this with one of my friends, shout out Christian, over um, winter break. We were talking about how, like, the average student at my high school mm-hmm. wasn't just involved in multiple clubs. They were in charge of multiple clubs. Like, the huh. average student at my high school was- so how many clubs are at your high school? Over 150. Are you serious? I'm not joking. How many students are there per grade? 400-ish. Holy shit, that's crazy. Yeah. So, it's like, I, like, I- was all I've always been in very high achieving environments. Mm-hmm. I've always been a very naturally curious person. That goes back to what I was talking about earlier with like why I like reading to read good writing because I quite literally just like learning. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't know, like I I don't know, I just like I don't know how else to put it other than like I think it's fun to learn different things. Mm-hmm. Um so I think that like the high, I've always been someone who one was in competitive environments my whole life mm-hmm. too i've always naturally been well adjusted to competition and like mm-hmm. learning environments yeah. so like for all of middle school and early high school i was reliant like actually reliant on people telling me i was smart i was reliant mm. on people telling me that i was accomplished that i was reliant on people telling me i was good at things and like it's yeah i was just like reliant on all of it and like my mom like since i was for my entire childhood my mom told me like at, like she my mom did a vi- my my mom had a very like radical feminist way of raising <laughs> me which sounds so fucking stupid but like my mom didn't let me watch princess movies really um yeah my mom always told like the mantra that my mom told me growing up was don't aim to be pretty aim to be interesting huh. so my whole life i've wow. kind of just been like i don't know like I, I like i like i don't know like i that has been kind of like my guiding ish principle hmm. so i've always Okay, the TLDR of all of that was literally <laughs> just that I grew up in competitive environments, so I was so reliant on people telling me I was like Ooh, wait, good s- at things. Side note: So, yes. what, what, did you ever watch like Studio Ghibli movies? Yeah, like, like, uh-huh, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll show uh, yeah there, there's a big poster uh-huh. above us right now. That's, that's uh, so st- Studio Ghibli. Guy. Yeah, no, um, I'm a, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Studio Ghibli movies. I I like read a lot as a kid too. I watched a lot of TV. I watched the thing is I watched the TV that my mom watched when I was little. Hmm. I would watch like The Office. I would watch Parks and Rec. 
So like I feel like that's that's not that's not that's that feminist. Not, no, that's no, not no, that it's not either. It's like not at all either. But my mom also didn't let me watch Bollywood movies, which are like hmm. a really big part of Indian culture, obviously, because yeah. like a lot of Bollywood movies are very like colorist because all the people are like incredibly light-skinned but then a lot of them are also very misogynistic because all of the women in bollywood movies quite literally only exist as eye candy so Mm. my mom didn't let me watch those so i like read a lot as a kid like Mm. i i don't know i just read a lot so that's what i did with my time but i'm getting very sidetracked off of what we're talking about about, yeah go back to the validation part so basically i like kind of found myself reliant on external validation Mm -hmm. And that was, like, I don't even know how to describe when the switch happened for me, but I kind of just realized that, it like, my value didn't come from the fact that people told me I was good at things. It came from the fact that I was genuinely good at things. Hmm. Like, my value does not come from achieving things. It comes from the fact that I have the ability to achieve things. Because there's different agency in both of those statements. You know what I mean? Because Mm -hmm. it's like, by saying, oh, I'm good at this because someone told me, that gives someone else the agency. That gives someone else Mm -hmm. the power to give you any any type of worth. Mm -hmm. Whereas... Like you saying, oh, I have value because I'm good at this. Like that's giving you the va- like that's giving you the power because mm-hmm. like you're saying that you are good at something. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? This so, sounds like a weird self help no, 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 no. podcast. So, so like, but- um, here. So at the beginning, whenever at the beginning of this podcast, you said, um, I'm I'm sure I, I like I'm completely dissecting like subconscious like mm-hmm. words. So like, please don't please don't take any offense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but at the beginning of the podcast, you were like. Oh yeah, I, I read. Uh, what is it? Sixty nine. Sixty nine different yeah. books. Um, Fun fact: I yeah. finished my sixty ninth book at Ellie McIntyre's Christmas or not Christmas party, um, New Year's party. Because yeah. I was like, I need to get this book done <laughs> before it hits. It hit also, you, wanna, you also want to get sixty nine. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> and I don't even remember what happened, so I had to end it up. I reread it the next morning, but oh. yeah. well, anyway, the point yes, is, is you you told me that fact. Mm-hmm. I have no, I have no doubt you were just like sharing about that, but you were. That's basically. I mean, that is. Kind kind of asking for validation from me is it? um i mean I, I mean like uh why if the only uh, um the reason why to say a fact like i'm not i'm, I'm really not trying to be no, like yeah. rude no, at no, all i'm just like rude. completely dissecting like yeah like, like su- not, subconsciously yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not i'm not saying that like mm-hmm. you're narcissistic or whatever that's, uh-huh. that's not what i'm trying to say because uh-huh. I, I i probably do this anyway the point is <laughs> is that like saying a statement like that like uh-huh. a statement about how you have self-worth Basically, mm-hmm. um, you were you were able to have the intelligence, whatever, to read sixty nine books. You were able to have the mental capacity to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, impressive in our uh, in in the way the, the way that people operate nowadays. Um, saying that doesn't that kind of um, have like you're trying to get validation because you're saying like, hey, look look at this. Yeah, I just read sixty nine books. Most people wouldn't be able to do this. Isn't this cool? Shouldn't uh, like this? It, I mean, it's it's. It's it's a statement that promotes you. I mean, it makes mm-hmm. you seem smarter. Yeah. Okay. Right? Two things. One. Mm-hmm. Obviously, obviously, <laughs> no, you, no, you didn't mean to say that. Like, no, like, that's I, no, not why I understand what that. you mean. So the first thing is, you asked me how many books I read, so I was yes. like, oh, I read yeah, sixty nine yeah, yeah. books. But the second thing is, I think the more important part is also just, I, like, like I. I like having a quantifiable way for myself to keep track of how much I read, especially because mm-hmm. it started out as like a goal. Well, no, no, yeah, I'm not, I'm not saying no. I'm not saying that the number at all is, yeah. is any meaning. I'm just saying that like having a um, I'm basically uh, this 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 is basically just me trying to say that you're uh, like that this is this is wrong of me to say because <laughs> <laughs> it's very like rude, but no, um, okay. but but like um, I I just think that so my my personal standpoint is that value comes from other people. Yeah. 
Um, I know that's a probably bad standpoint to have. I think it's valid. Like, but, I think no, 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 but, but you're, I, I'd like to argue more about okay. your standpoint. Gladly. So your, st- your standpoint is that your value comes from yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you have you ever done something that you thought was pretty cool? Right. So um, I remember my first podcast. Don't look this up. It's called Curiosity, not the Rover. It is still on uh, Spotify. Um, uh, also, side note on that, I do want to. I do want to make a mention at the end. Actually, no one's gonna listen to the end, so it'll be okay. Um, I recently found the retention rates of like of uh-huh. my podcast, and like it like drops by like fifty percent within like the first three minutes. No. So like um, knitting might have not been the strongest yeah. hook. Uh, but it'll be okay. If you're, st- if you're still here, that's great. Listen, uh, I only listen to my friends' episodes on here, so I expect that the only people listening to this will be yeah. your loyal fans, and then yeah, hopefully I, I, I my friends. I don't actually know how many how many loyal fans I have. If you're if you're if you've listened to every episode, actually, Brayden has. I know Brayden. Brayden has? has. Yeah. Oh, do you want to hear a fun fact? So basically, at by the way, text text me if you're a loyal fr- fr- uh, fan. Me too. Me too, please. <laughs> but at the beginning, oh, it wasn't the beginning of first semester. Sometime during first semester. I got the flu, mm-hmm. and it was so bad that my mom had to come down from New Jersey to really? take care of me. Because really? So you don't really throw up when you have the flu. I threw up six times a day. I had it Oh, consistent- no worry. I just, I just had food poisoning. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I... Okay, so I threw up six times a day. I had a consistent 102 fever. I genuinely thought I had to go to the hospital at one point because, like, I, I was dying. Mm. But I was, like... So the day that I first started... So I had just woken up from a nap and I was like, there's something wrong with me. Like Mm -hmm. I need to get to a trash can. Yeah. So then as I was throwing up, I'm someone who I don't like it when my mind is empty. So I was like, I need to be listening to something. And I was Mm -hmm. like, like, I like can't, I don't have time to go through my Spotify and like pick out the perfect song. Fuck it. I listened to the last thing I listened to and it was your podcast. So I was fully, (laughs) I started from the first podcast. I was listening to Alan Watts talking (laughs) as I was barfing into a trash can. And it was like a really low moment for me. But yeah, I'm alive now. I made it out. I made it out. That's a high moment. That's not a low moment. That's a high moment. Yeah. I've had much worse. One of those is on the wall. Um, but, but, um, okay, okay. So mm-hmm. back on track because mm-hmm. we're, yes. we're, we're running out of time soon. Sorry. Okay. So, um, let's see. We were talking about in, uh, uh, self-worth. Mm-hmm. So whenever I was, I made this original podcast, uh, called, uh, Curiosity on the Rover. I thought it cool. You mm-hmm. know, I thought, I think that I have self-worth. Yeah. Um, but I think that that's, that's, I, I think that I have self-worth because other people have validated that for me. Okay. And it's not it's not independent. So my uh, ego, let's say, has uh, developed through uh, whatever it is, high or low, has developed through others' inputs. Yeah. And because of the way that I personally operate, I am unsure whether my thoughts are right or wrong. Mm-hmm. So having validation or on un non-validation from mm-hmm. other external sources adds a adds a source source of like confidence to however i think think about myself yeah so i i ended up sharing this podcast to like like one or two friends mm-hmm. like didn't really matter at all but like i was getting validation from that even though i knew that like the concept of like ha- having that initial idea and podcast i thought was cool mm-hmm. but having that social validation made it actually cool yeah your thoughts on that I think that, like, I don't even know. Because it's, like, I, like, I think that, I think that there's two parts, or two things that that makes me think of. The first one I think of is, like, 
when I make things, I make things that I think are cool, and mm-hmm. my first priority. So is you have, you have an Instagram account. Cool. This is great for my point. Oh yeah, you have, okay. you have, an, you have an Instagram account yeah. for your products. Yes, and the reason. Okay, so that's actually you're, you're getting you're a, getting validation. This is a perfect from, thing that you bring up. So my Instagram account, I don't let people who aren't my friends follow it. Mm. I don't because you don't you because you don't care what the other people like. Yeah, but you care what your friends think about you. I no, mean, that's where I, you get your validation. So I let people who I make things for follow it. So basically, mm, okay. first, the like, perfect example. The first person who followed my account was my best friend, Joe Park. And it was because I posted a sweater, not a sweater, a scarf that I made for him. Mm-hmm. So it's basically like the Instagram account I have for the things that I read and the things that I make, that I make, I have it so that way I can mentally consolidate all this information in one place. If you could mm-hmm. not tell by now, I'm a very, very, very scatterbrained person. And I mm-hmm. think that... Honestly, Instagram kind of provides a really succinct way of capturing a lot of information at once because mm-hmm. you're allowed a picture and a caption. So it's like you have a visual reminder of what you just did and then a textual reminder of what mm-hmm. you just did. So I kind of originally made this Instagram account. Well, actually, for the first two months of this Instagram account, only two people followed it, me and Joe, <laughs> because I didn't want anyone else to see it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just like... Now I let just like let people who I'm close with and just I don't know I just like kind of let whoever wants mm-hmm. to follow it follow it. So yeah, I like I guess again it comes back to the intention part of it. Like I don't have it so that way people can be like, "Oh my god, Lossie is making cool things. Mm-hmm. She's cool." Because if I wanted that, I would one make it public to mm-hmm. put it in my Instagram bio. Sure. But it's private and not in my Instagram bio. It's kind of like if you find it, you find it. Um and then yeah, so it just comes back to intention because, like, I don't want either of those things. I kind of just want it to be a space where I can, like, talk about things that I think are cool that I've done so I can remember it in the future. Because, like, again, like, if you asked me what the books I read in 2022 were, I would not be able to answer. But I can mm. answer once I look at the list. You know what I mean? Mm, so it's okay, kind fair. of, like, the reason why I have it is for my own personal recollection. Mm. And I think that one of the best parts of having best friends is that you can enjoy things together and I enjoy it when my friends do cool things and I enjoy it when they enjoy me doing cool things so it's like mm-hmm. this is kind of, it isn't just a oh I want my friends to see the cool things I do and think I'm cool it's a like oh I want my friends to like be happy with the fact that I'm happy with what I've done hmm. so it's like communal stuff hmm. yeah it's cool yeah huh yeah I think that's fair yeah we get so we can okay yeah I can, I can respect that because mm. I think that like I mean, I think that, like, obviously, people are naturally social things. This is one of the things we're learning about in my behavioral sciences class right now. Like, and it's also just common sense. Like, people like being around other people. Mm-hmm. I I mean, I don't think I'm an introvert, nor am I an extrovert. I'm right in the middle in the sense that I like mm-hmm. being around my friends. I like meeting new people in a certain capacity. Like, Rush quite literally took it out of me. I was so tired because that's a lot of talking mm-hmm. that I can't do. Like, I'm not someone who, when I talk to other people, I get, like happy and going that's ellie mcintyre that's not me mm-hmm. um but like i yeah i'm like right in the middle anyways we're talking about the sociability of people um yeah people are naturally social and i think that like it makes a lot of sense to care what other people think of you but what i'm saying is if all if your definition of yourself is reliant on someone else i think that is upsetting like i think that your definition and your your like who you are should be defined by you but i think that it is natural to care about what other people think of you like i care a lot about what my friends think of me because i think my friends are amazing people and i think they're also really well tuned to my life so 
if I'm doing something wrong, I hope my friends will tell me. And I know my friends will tell me because they have told me when I do something fucked up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like, I'm the same with my friends. Like, if they do something wrong, I will tell them. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I obviously, like, the reason why I care about my friends' opinions of me is because I know that they are people who have the same values that I have and who will steer me in the right direction, even if I'm going off of that. But fundamentally, when it comes to my own personal value and like what I think defines who I am, all of that is because of myself. Like, because, okay, fun fact about me, I've been in therapy for 10 years. So mm-hmm. something that I've learned a lot in therapy is that like the bad things that have happened to me don't define me. It's my reaction to those bad things that define me mm-hmm. because it, if I put the emphasis on the bad things that happened, that means I'm giving all of the power to like the people who've hurt me. That means I've given the power to people who've like actually done heinously bad things to me mm-hmm. when in reality the reason why I am the person I am today is not because those things happen. It's because I learned from them because I could have mm-hmm. just not learned from all of the trauma that happened to me. Mm-hmm. I could have just like let it happen and yeah. instead be like, Oh, like I'm a victim. Oh, this is happening. Oh, this sucks. But like, instead I kind of just was like, okay, this happened. I'm yeah. going to take it. I'm going to learn from it. And I'm going to grow from it. And that's kind of like why I think I have a lot of this now, because I think that like, I mean, that is part of why I think I have a really good definition of who I am the other part is I think I had a very like abnormal upbringing in the sense that like like my mom was like very like set on my daughter is going to be an empowered woman so she from a young age was like so it it seems like she succeeded yeah (laughs) yeah so I think that it's like yeah I think that like I don't know like I yeah I don't really know I don't know what else to say Mm. but yeah I can, I can, I can, I can fuck with that. Yeah. I can mm-hmm. understand that. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I, I, I like your viewpoint. That, Thank you. That I also that like yours. The, the, the reaction, the reaction to any, any, I'll, I'll, I'll broaden it to any event that happens is mm-hmm. how people define you. Yes. And I like that. Yeah. 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 Well, anyway, um, <laughs> here, uh, let's see. I had, we, we had a great conversation, so I didn't, great conversation. Uh, let's see, run, we're going to run a few things, uh, for, for the personal audio, uh, audio log mm-hmm. um i joined beta theta pi yeah um let's see um i ate some dill pickled flavor chips nice. that How were very they? good nah. yeah okay. actually over there if you want one oh, cool. um rush was fun it was fun um do you want a sour jelly bean i have so many I, I, I had so many things prepared Here. oh sorry i get like i said i get no 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 no, no. i because this this is this is better than having to rely on oh, sour I jelly beans anyway so this is a um Thank you guys. We're going to eat the sour jelly beans and wrap up the episode. Thank you guys for listening. Thank Um, you. One one thing is, though, before you go, before you go, don't pause it yet. (laughs) I probably have zero listeners now Um, because I already said bye. But I'm thinking I I had a slight thought to restart um, Curiosity, Not the Rover, Mm -hmm. which is the concept is you – I would basically just – I would basically just like just like basically list the history and facts of a specific object every episode. Ooh. Um so it's I basically just like cool. an educational thing. And mm-hmm. I like do the research on like one concept or topic or thing and yeah. like history of it and like how it's developed. That's that's the that's the idea. Like curiosity, yeah. not the rover. Um it's yeah. Like so if if my 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 thought is if ten people say that they would be interested in this, I will do it. Nice. So, can I be one of the ten? Yes, you can be ten. So nice. nine people now. Yeah. So if I get nine people to text me, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. But 
there's probably gonna be like three maybe two maybe zero people listening to this right now so anyway thank you so much for listening thank you so much lassia for coming thank you for having um, me I, I this was a wonderful conversation um thank you guys have a nice day see you later